Hello and welcome back again to Battle Love Podcast with both of us here actually in the same <laughs> location. Well, first off, I'm Mallory. I'm Tamu. And if you weren't aware, Tamu was gone for two months overseas. Cheerio, Gubna. Now have a weird accent. <laughs> Just like we always were concerned and worried about. Correct, darling. <laughs> It's wonderful to be here. <laughs> Our own Mary Poppins. The queen is my friend. <laughs> Best friend? Just acquaintance. Acquaintance. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, w- I drove past her house. She pretended she wasn't there. So, you know. A friend of me. Really. posh. <laughs> Anyway, now that she's back, most of our previous recordings that we had, we had jammed everything together. So this is actually recent. This will be a recent yeah, output our the current world. final episode of the year. Woo! Uh, End of season two. Yay. Congratulations. Thanks. Congratulations to you too. <laughs> Thank you. And in honor of that, you are going to laugh at even why I know this. Because I never would have known this had I not just recently gone home to see my parents which is apparently a scandal with Justin Timberlake uh-huh. and his wife, Jessica Biel, which yep. isn't really a scandal as far as I'm concerned, but apparently it is, that she, or he, I should say, while on set, mm-hmm. not on set, but like they were all out as a crew, he was seen holding hands with, with his co-worker. With a cute little hottie. Uh-huh. Um, it, who, like, he stars with, I think. Yeah. Like, they're co-stars together. Sure. And then... Her hand was on his knee at one point. They mm-hmm. had held hands. Mm-hmm. And now he's made this huge public apology. It's everybody's, I don't know, surprised that they're both wearing their red- wedding rings at all. And I think part of it was maybe he wasn't wearing his last that night or something. Listen, I don't care. I don't know. The point being is what reminded me of it was, because I was curious, not really knowing, you only get what you hear, what you see. Uh I guess the question being is, what is, like, are these people good friends? We don't know how close they are. I assume on sets you get really close to people. Uh I know as me as a teenager and into like my early 20s, I was a very affectionate person. Mm -hmm. And even with my guy friends and stuff, we would be sitting next to each other and I might put my head on his shoulder or, and there was nothing ever romantic with it. And yet Mm -hmm. there's this huge blowout, probably just because they're celebrities and stuff. But I don't know. How do you feel about that sort of thing? Like if your man was seen doing this, but I mean, I would hope that you would have had enough communication to know or is there? Well, I think maybe the issue... I don't know. You know, I'm older, so this PDA stuff that everybody does, like everybody holds hands and hugs and kisses and whatever all the time, like that's just not part of the way I grew up living my life. So it's just a little bit odd across the board for me to see. Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're super close friends. Maybe she knew that. Maybe he just said, you know, did the apology to save face and, you know, do the right thing, quote unquote. Maybe they have a a special, like, arrangement between the two of them and, you know, he got busted violating it somehow. Who the fuck knows? Like, we don't know the full story. None of that stuff. I guess more for me, it's because I actually changed my ways of how I showed affection due to the culture kind of looking down on it. Mm-hmm. Like, because uh, I, especially growing up, I had a lot more guy friends than girlfriends. And as soon as they got girlfriends, I started learning where it was like, oh, shit. Okay, that's not appropriate. Well, remember that ladies are a lot insecure, especially when it comes to the love department of things. Mm. And so any little gesture or something can kind of make you start to feel a little bit uncomfortable or question what's going on. So 
And I know people who are like that. I know like women who are like, you don't get mm-hmm. to talk to my man mm-hmm. alone. You don't get to, you know, and I mean, somebody, I'm like, that's a little extreme. It's doggy dog out here, right. man. You got to hold on and pee on your territory all the time. <laughs> Otherwise, some little next little cute chippy's going to take him away, I guess. Or you could just be like, okay, it was a handhold. Right. You know, as long as you guys talk about it, it's fine. I mean... And who knows? I don't know. I didn't see the video. I only saw pictures. And to me, I'm like, well, how long is that? Because I've done that with many a friend where we could grab hands and then we chit-chat or something sure. for a second. And then we let go of our hands. Like it wasn't – Right. We're sitting or there. maybe he was comforting her. Who the hell knows? Right. You know what I mean? It's just – but if he – I don't know. He apologized, which kind of makes it feel like he did something wrong almost. Right. And, well, the way he apologized as far as what I had read – was that it was because he was like, I was drinking too much. Mm, this uh-huh. isn't the example I want to set for myself, mm. which makes it seem like, yeah, he was doing something that he absolutely should not have been doing. Sure. But my question was, is is that that way? Because I know in a lot of Asian community and like Korea and stuff, it's not uncommon for even guys to like hold hands or to put their heads in each other's laps and they're still just friends and they're just doing whatever Versus... They're just doing whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying. Heads and laps. It's a culture because they found that skin-on-skin t- contact is good for you. It's healthy for you. Sure. And so they do it as a, like, you're my friend. It has no other extra meaning to it other than that. And yet over here, like, if it's seen, what kind of context is it in? What kind of, you know? Remember, we live in a really repressed society. Which is funny. <laughs> so many rules about so many things. Right. Not at all like when I was abroad, (laughs) traveling and holding hands and Frenching anything I wanted. It's true. No, that's not. You totally sent me a picture of you finally getting prick. Mm Mm-hmm. I did. I did. I did. I entered prick. That's what I did. Prick is a gay bar in Amsterdam. So there you go. Mallory really wanted me to get some dick, and I did. Well, at least I was correct. Yep. (laughs) Met a lot of them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, well, I suppose that's enough to reel us right back in. You are back. I was so happy when you came back, and I was so excited. <laughs> yeah, when... me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, just to be able to, like, I loved looking through all their pictures, mm-hmm. getting updates, because I didn't want to bother you too much. I wanted you to just live your life and stuff. So we still kept in contact, mm-hmm. but I wasn't, like, messaging you every day like I swore I would mm-hmm. to be like, hey, 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 hey. And I just, I loved so much of what you did. And I didn't know if you wanted to share some of the the highlights. Sure, sure. So I did have some fun things. And, you know, I know that when we were talking about sightseeing and tourism and all that kind of stuff, I was kind of like, meh, that's stupid. I don't want to do it. But I did find that there are some actual merits to playing a tourist and, and seeing things in that particular light. Like, um, so my friend Allison came over for a week to London, and I, that was probably the time I really got to explore the city and get to know London specifically because when I got there, we immediately just started traveling mm. on the weekends to, like, I went to Scotland and I went to Paris, and then the next week was the week that Allison was there. So that was fun to do that with her and really get to know the city and learn the tube system and all that stuff like that, but... We, um, she wanted to do the London Eye, and I was just like, whatever, like, so dumb. <laughs> I don't fucking like Ferris wheels anyway. What a, I don't care. Like, but you want to do it? It's fine. So 
we actually did it, but we did it with a wine tasting package. So mm. that was fun because you got to go around the London Eye twice, but you also got to drink, which was also helpful. That was it was fun to kind of get that bird's eye top view of of the city. And of course, I think I posted it on our Instagram there. Um, literally, I was like, why are those two people in a pod by themselves? And <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there was a fucking proposal getting ready to happen so we watched a proposal happen in real time and um, we were talking to some of the people who were the work people who were working in our pod they were telling us stories about some of the mishaps that happened when that oh. happens because I was like does anybody ever say no and they're like yeah oh my god then, like you're at the top yes. you have to go all the way down right <laughs> if that happens so that's happened a couple of times and that's not super fun. Did they talk about how awkward that really is? Oh, yeah, because it's not just the two people in there. It's also like a photographer and someone else that's there kind of coordinating with the photographer. Oh, no. And so you have like, they're probably like, do, 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 Awkward. <laughs> Here's your memory of Can you imagine? So were there good or bad ones? Were there ones where it was just like, not at this time, let's discuss it later? I didn't, we didn't really get into the oh, I depth of it. I would have been asking everything. But it was more of like... No, like no's. We've talked about that before, like public mm-hmm. engage or not public engagements, just proposals. Proposals, yeah. You got to really know if it's going to uh, happen or not. So um, when we got off of the eye, the newly enfianced person, she was um, still down there and people were kind of hugging her and stuff. And we got off and we hugged her. We we're like, congratulations. She was like, ah! She was just like hugging everybody. It was really super cute. And I was like, all right, you guys, fine. So that <laughs> we was We were peeping fun. in on you and we saw you well, got I mean, engaged. Oh my God, like, you know, we're like, we saw that, congratulations. Good way to go, buddy, that she said yes, because woo, awkward, <laughs> you know. It was super, it was really, really cute. I'm sure it's very expensive to do that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I you have to you rent the whole pod. Yeah, you have to t- you rent the whole pod. How and big is a pod? I don't know, it holds like. 20 people, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty big. Is it Now, when you say it holds 20 people, is that like all the chairs and you sit in all the chairs and stuff? There's no or is chairs. It... It's just like one benchy thing. Okay. And then you just stand up and you can take pictures. And Okay. And Would you say that it's about like this big with this it's space? It's probably the size of like, yeah, where we are in this table area. Like, okay. you guys can't see what I'm talking about. <laughs> but it's, it's a decent size thing. It didn't make me feel like, oh my God, I'm going to... Fucking swing around okay. like I'm in a. F- it's substantial, right? So, so yeah, renting out that whole thing for two people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not cheap. Did she have an idea, or do you not? Did she you ask? did not seem to know at all. She was so surprised. It was so <laughs> cute, and I was trying to take a picture, but it was kind of rainy, and I was like, "Fuck, I can't even get the good picture because by the time it happened, their pod, we were in different places, Positions. and mm-hmm. so I couldn't see them at the top, and we were still coming over to the top, and so <laughs> kind of a bummer, but. It was. I mean, private moment, private, I guess. I suppose. (laughs) Another fun thing that Alice and I did was um, she's got, because she works in financial wealth management or whatever, we got to tour Lloyd's of London. Oh, yeah. And um, I don't know, folks, Google it. So it was really cool because it's a really weird building. It looks like a bank vault. And it's really strange, although I kept saying, did this thing get built like a, to look like a bank vault since you guys are doing insurance management? <laughs> and they were like, no, it's just a design that they had, you know, in the 80s or whatever. It's really outdated based off of what else is going on in that area because you have like oh. the gherkin and the shard and all these really weird ass 
skyscrapers, and then you have this thing that looks like a bank vault. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, but it was really interesting to to understand that history, and um, they took us into a room that they literally took everything out of the room, all the like ceilings and everything from their old building that was built in 1952, and they put it back into this modern building. So it's beautiful chandeliers and you said the molding too, yeah, right? all the molding, like everything, everything, everything. It brought it into the space to um, bring that same, just to bring that into that place was, I'm sure, super expensive, but it was really lovely. And they still do, um, I forget what they call it, but. That's where they have their really big meetings where they, the traditions that they do for Lloyd's of London, they still have those things there. They have banquets there and different things like that. So that was kind of cool. It was different. Something that I wouldn't have done if um, she wasn't there. So that was fun. I think, yeah, we did some, we went to a Remy Martin uh, master class. So we learned how to make cocktails with (laughs) cognac and that was fun. I remember you sending me pictures of that. Now I'm a brown liquor drinker, finally. (laughs) Every time we go out, you're going to get only the classy shit now. No. Because, you know, I'm already classy, so (laughs) whatever. (laughs) No more vodka cranberries for me, darling. (laughs) You don't want an amaretto sour? Do you have 1738, please, in an old-fashioned? No? Okay, never mind. So that was fun. Um, What else did we do? We, I have to probably stop talking about the things I did with Allison because we did a lot. Like, and you know, right. we walked a lot. We took a lot of the sweaty ass London trains. Did you trains. take that week off from work too? Because I know you yeah. were working over there. So mm-hmm. that's a difference too. Mm-hmm. Like you say we did a lot. Well, that's because you had the entire well, week I took off. Time, yes, to do it. To go do everything sure. versus. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was fun to be able to take the time off and I'm very grateful for that. But I also have the time. So, mm-hmm. you know, I never take vacations. So this was the first time I've actually used up all of my vacation which is kind of weird because now I don't really have any and I probably need it so um I need a vacation for my vacation things that we did uh, when we were when uh Jim and Ben and I were traveling we went to when we went to Edinburgh we went uh, to a scotch whiskey it's called the scotch whiskey experience which literally was a ride that you go on and it takes you through the distilling process with like the ghost of a master mix salt mixer tape whatever he is scotch maker throughout this whole fucking ride it was so hilarious because we were literally in a a fucking whiskey barrel going through this simulated ride and that was pretty fucking hilarious. Did they have a little piece of DNA who was talking to you the entire time about no, how No, it was they... a ghost. Oh, I'm just tired. <laughs> Get it? Jurassic Park at all? Okay, cool. No. Never mind. Uh-uh. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so that was fun. And then, you know, we drank whiskey after that, which was also, you know, again, at that point, certainly I was not a brown liquor drinker. That was like my first trip. And I was like, ugh. But, you know, I learned to appreciate it. I had my first, first whiskey ever there. I had my first Guinness and in Scotland since I didn't get to get to Ireland. So I figured that's the closest I was going to get. Fine. Not a fan, but okay. <laughs> uh, I know that that's going to lose p- me points in places, but it's the truth. Um, you're not a beer drinker. You're not a beer drinker, no matter where you are in the I country. I like stouts, just in like Guinness. Yeah. So, sorry. Um, when we were in Paris, we um, saw the that Van Gogh light show, which was yes. amazing. I'm so bummed because I didn't bring my camera my phone with me that day. I'd left it charging like an idiot. 
And so poor Jim had to take a lot of those videos, <laughs> but it was really, really, really cool. Like I'm, I was physically standing in the Starry Night, and that was so awesome. Um, when we were in Amsterdam, we did go to the Van Gogh Museum, and I got to see the sunflowers in real life, like standing in front of me. Unfortunately, you can't take pictures there. So I didn't get to take pictures of a lot of the things I saw there because you can't take fucking photographs. So to me, what I feel is the reason for that is to make it so then it's harder to steal because I can't imagine it's like everybody knows what these look like. Well, it's not like you're using a flash either. You <laughs> no. know what I mean? Like flash photography is going to mess up the Constitution, <laughs> which is why they put it in this dark thing. Right. No. No, it was just it was just like, okay, great. So, so people were taking pictures. I was like, I could probably try to sneak one. Right. But it's fine. I'll try to not get Alzheimer's later on in my lifetime and keep this memory in my brain. <laughs> or just buy a poster. Or look at the one I painted because I there painted one paint by numbers one time. School project. Woo! So those were fun things that I did when I was away, like touristy type stuff, which right. was kind of cool. Um, ben had us doing a lot of walking. So I was walking like 10 to 15, sorry, 5 to 10 miles a day with those jackasses. So <laughs> I was really irritated a lot of the time. It's like walking and no breaks, like no stopping. I'm like, dude, oh, like so seriously? Yeah. You, gotta, so, you gotta take breaks. You can't just yeah. run to a destination. It's just, it's just like, let's go here. Let's do this. Let's do this. What's this? Well, let's find someplace better. Let's do it. And I'm just like, bitches. <laughs> My feet hurt because I just put these boots on for the first time and now I have to walk up cobblestone hills and inclines, which nobody tells you about when you start looking up when you're going to places. I mean, I would say that, I don't know if I mentioned that at all. I think I assumed everything was because of <laughs> I was walking on a trail. Because yes, everything is uphill, especially mm -hmm. in Scotland. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no one told you that. See, when I looked up Edinburgh, no one said, bitch, steep inclines and all of their streets you have to take stairs to get up and down yeah. to. No one said that to me. So I learned that lesson the fucking hard way. And I'm going to tell you what, the first two days I was there, my legs were sore like I worked out, worked out. Mm -hmm. And I was irritated. So there you go. Yeah, lesson everyone learned. wants to talk about why. <laughs> we're very flat land over here. In yeah, the we don't States, have especially hills. Minnesota. That's why, or inclines. That's why I was like, when people were like, "Wow, did you like ready yourself at all for the Camino?" And I was like, "Dude, I was walking five miles a day, minimum." Mm -hmm. But it doesn't prepare you for walking up a hill mm -mm. and mountains and mm -hmm. all. Like, no matter how much you do that, your body's gonna be like, "What the fuck are you doing? This yeah. is not what we prepared for." Right. So you're um, saying you gained weight when you came back? <laughs> I gained probably gained weight when I came back. But I did think about the fact that, like, what a great exercise program if you go if you're able to go to like say. Scotland for the summer and all you're doing is walking around fucking Scotland your ass is gonna get fit and everybody should have great legs in Scotland because you have to walk up and down goddamn inclines and hills all day long and take steps <laughs> so I mean I thought for sure I was gonna come back svelte and I did not because also eating and drinking I mean, yeah, those do have an effect. So out of all the places that you've visited, are there specific ones that you're like, I would definitely go back again? Well, I would go back to London, or should I say to Britain, and see the rest of it, other okay. parts of it. I, we saw quite a lot of London. I'm sure, obviously, there's more parts that I didn't get to get to in this particular visit. So I would do that. I would go back to Amsterdam. I did enjoy Amsterdam quite a bit. But then I found out that 
they have a racist Santa Claus <gasps> friend. So I was like, no. <laughs> I was going to say, actually, we were going to talk about that. Were there any, because you had some fears going over and you kept asking Tiffany, like, but am I going to be safe? Mm -hmm. So how did you feel with each place that you visited? Astonishingly, I felt safe. I never felt unsafe anywhere. But there were moments where you walk down a street and you see like an old sugar plantation um, mural painting of like a slave fanning a white man or you see that was in Paris. And then in Amsterdam, there was another sort of <clears throat> black-faced image that was just, you know, there as quote-unquote history mm. or whatever it was. And so it's like, oh, poof, racism. Oh, there's some too. Mm -hmm. And then you find out that they have something called Black Pete, which is Santa Claus's friend that also goes down the chimney with him and... People Does he clean dress. it first or some shit? Well, that's why his face is black. And he has an afro, tight curls, and the whole nine yards. And people actually dress in blackface over oh, the... Oh, no. Yeah. So I found that out when I got back, thankfully, because that would not have been cool there. So, you know, stuff. Um, so How do you... When you... Just out of curiosity, for your opinion... Because I know that we have that sort of over here currently where people are like, take down the statue. It's not, doesn't have the same meaning and what we believe and stuff. Do you have that same over there of like that feeling of being like, you know, yes, I get it. History. Also, we're in the now times. I don't get it. History because um, it was about enslaving someone right. else. So no. This whole Black Pete thing that people are actually protesting against that in Amsterdam but other people say it's tradition and they want to keep tradition and it's not anything derogatory. I mean, there's blackface across Europe, so it's, there's some stuff that has to change. Right. Um, you would think that in a place where everybody's fucking stoned 24-7 that <laughs> they'd get it together, but, you know, one step at a time. At least people are, are voicing their opinion on it and saying this is not right. And I'm sure it has to be offensive too people of color, black people, Africans who live there and have to see this happening in December and you're like, the fuck? Because <laughs> that's a little disarming. Do you think it would be even weirder if, if they did the thing where, well, we're not going to do blackface. We'll just have people who are black play the part. At least it'd be... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, fine, he's black, Pete. Okay, fine. So it's an actual black person. Not, he's black because of the soot. So the fuck Santa Claus ain't black? That's what I was going to say. I was like, he comes because... out crystal clear white. Why is that? There's still a dirty ass chimney. Anyway, I'm stopping yelling. People clearly, if they're going to use that as, a, that as an excuse, I'm like, you've never seen a chimney then, have you? No. Like even a Mary Poppins. She came dirty. <laughs> no matter how much you clean it, you come out dirty because Chimney hello. Chimney sweeps. Remember all those guys dancing? They all had soot on their face, but they weren't black face, no. just soot faced. That's yep. okay. Because it's dirt. Anyway, so, you know, sometimes racism, you just kind of look at it and go, okay, still remember where mm -hmm. you are. Don't forget. Never forget. Never forget. Remain vigilant. Don't but worry. The white man will always I make sure I never really that you... felt uncomfortable. <laughs> um, and I will have to give this uh, shout out to Tiffany because I know we had talked about me slapping on a wig and, and just going and having a good time. And I did actually do that on two occasions three occasions while I was there and it was it did make a difference especially Amsterdam like I think that hair got so much attention it was crazy like I met new 
friends at a gay bar and they were lovely from Scotland, from Glasgow. So if you guys ever listen to this, hello Liam <laughs> and hello James. Um, they were so wonderful and so just such sweet people and I'm so happy that I, I am still getting to know them because we're still in contact with Aww. each other, which is sweet. Um, but yeah, I, was, I attribute all that to the hair. Like that shit just got me places. Do you think now it's more of just because of the look of it, or do you honestly think it's because also it gave you that boost of confidence? I think it was the look of it. I didn't think I had any more confidence than I had didn't have previously. Right, right, right. But I just think, I don't know, like one time we were um, eating breakfast somewhere, we were still in Amsterdam, and this older dude was walking down the street, and he just stopped, and then he just looked at me, and then he started blowing kisses through the... (laughs) And then... just kept going and I was like what the hell <laughs> it's the hair it is not anything it's that hair it was magic well so, that's awesome yeah I did have to retire it when I left but but, we, yes. um, but it was it was a good time so Tiffany that actually did work putting on a, a different look and giving me a different kind of a sass um, the one thing I thought about and I'm surprised you didn't ask me this yet is that if I would do it again well I kind of asked you where, where would you I visit go and again, go again because to me I figure like there's always going to be because um, you were there for a very long time mm-hmm. and you went to very several different places and stuff like that and, and I know that you kind of have a um, trepidation I guess you could say mm-hmm. about just flying in general yeah and so that's where I think where I meant of would you do it again as oh. in would you was there anything that, that you were like this would make it worth it again or were you by the end like this isn't that bad and it wasn't that bad in terms of the flight. The flights were not bad at all. Because it is very different. They're bigger planes. You have a little bit more entertainment. A lot of entertainment. I still didn't sleep either way. Going I never or sleep coming. either. I think direct, always best. And I think that the route that we take from here going over is probably less hectic and turbulent than, say, okay. like if we left. If I left from New York or something along those lines, I think it might be a little bit different. That was the recommendation from our therapist who said go from here over because you don't fly through as much crap. She was right because it really wasn't much. I mean, a couple of little wobbles here and there, but otherwise super, super smooth flights both ways. Even in Amsterdam, I was like, oh, because we flew to Amsterdam. Right. And we were on like some, what is it, like Easy Jet or some crazy shit. And I was like, <laughs> it wasn't Ryanair? <laughs> no, it was Easy Jet. And I was like, I don't know what this is. We're like, it's like Southwest. And I'm like, is it though? Because <laughs> anything that is easy or value, I don't appreciate, they go down. So that, even that was okay. Right. And I know it was like a short flight, but still, it's like short flights still go down. So right, it all, right. you know, it all ended up working out. I tried my best to just be like open and not think about it as much and be as calm as possible as I was doing those things. So that worked out. Let's talk food then. Uh-oh. What about it? I think Britain's pretty boring in food department unless you go to places that aren't Britain food. But well, what are you equating as Britain food? British food? To me, British food is just a lot of bland potatoes, they don't make their steak like we do. All of their meat is always like overcooked. Because of mad cow. I guess. Yes. So I just never really enjoyed specific, although a lot of it is very Midwestern as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but less portions. I think the portions There's there. are definitely smaller. Um, we did some pubs and stuff like that to have like quote unquote pub food. It wasn't the worst thing in the world. Um, Fish and chips. 
I didn't have official fish and chips. I had fish and chips here and there. I think the problem for me is that they don't use a lot of heat. Yeah. They don't bland. have things that have like true spices in them. Like for me, I like hot things and they don't have that. You had your food from Caribbean though, right? I did. We did go to Cotton's restaurant, which is Jamaican cuisine. And then I also had some, We I took Allison to a beef patty shop and that was good, all good. But we actually went and spent most of our time at an Asian restaurant called Ping Pong. They had the best fucking dumplings ever. So <laughs> that was great. We I think I went to ping pong like a lot while I was there because they have many locations and I think I went to five out of ten. So it's a good spot to go to. Um, They also have like a really good like Sunday, I think it is, like brunch, all you can eat, select dumplings for the whole day, which is a pretty good deal for like 25 pounds. So that's not too bad. But um, I don't know. I didn't have – it was – some food was bland. I think Scotland was not as great in terms of, I can't remember what we had there. That was just like, ugh. I think I had fish and chips there, and that was not flavorful at all. So, you know, I think it just kind of is hit or miss depending on where you go. In France, in Paris, we had a beautiful dinner at this um, restaurant called Frenchie Au Vin. It was so good that we went back twice and not super expensive. <laughs> Do you want to talk about your dine and dash? <laughs> we didn't dine and dash. We drank and dashed. Okay. <laughs> Listen, all I'm going to say is if I go up to the bar and I order something and they give it to me and I'm like, how much? And they go, la, 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 la. Okay. <laughs> and then you keep trying to pay and they're like, oh, later. I have to go now. <laughs> and so that's what happened. We didn't dine and dash. We just had a cocktail. We tried to pay several times. And when we realized it was not to be, we left. <laughs> that's all. I think that's great. That was funny. I was like, look, we don't have all day to be here. Because, no. you know, at that point, it was late, late in the morning. And we were... Kind of shit-faced and probably should get home. Yeah. You know, so fun. Maybe they were giving it to you. You know what? It could just be. And not to mention, but I felt like the waitress was slightly racist in the beginning. Mm. And then I found out that she, then she found out I was from Minnesota and she had taken some study abroad thing to live in Mankato. And Which is funny. she was nice to me. But before that, she was like, oh, you guys can't drink outside. Meanwhile, 17,000 people were outside drinking after we were forced to come inside. And I was like, uh-huh. It's racist. They deserved it. And where did you see the most uh, people of color? Amsterdam. Well, I guess London, but abroad, like when I went to Europe, quote unquote, I think, yeah, Amsterdam. I was like, well, goddamn. Hey, blacks. Yay. (laughs) Could be why Black Pete is there. I'm just kidding. Wow. (laughs) So then now that you've had this experience and we gave you a bunch of advice, whether you took it or not, or whether you learned something from it, what would your advice be (laughs) to yourself even before you left? You get what you pay for. Number one thing. So treat yourself because if you don't, you're screwed. And then you don't really have a, as good of an experience as you can. Listen, we only go around this rock one time. So if it's a couple hundred bucks extra to do something a little bit more comfortable, do it. Don't sacrifice in that area at all. Wear whatever you want. Because in my doing my research of what to do and where how to dress and all that shit like that, I was just like, everybody out here is doing whatever they want to do and they're comfortable in what they're doing. 
do whatever you want. Who gives a shit? I mean, if you want to look like a tourist, fine, look like a tourist. But if you want to just look like your normal self on a regular day, do that because that's what makes more sense. I mean, my feet were killing me for the first four weeks of my being there until I figured out what to do. And that's because I was reading all this crap, like, don't bring sneakers, bring shoes, you know, bring leather boots because you can kind of, and it's true that, yes, you know, because I had on shoe boots that I could, you know, transfer that into from day to evening and go into different places, whereas, like, say, Jim and Ben had Converse on most of the time. And so sometimes that didn't lend well to going into different restaurants and things like that. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But on a, if you're just walking around, I'd much rather have on some kicks walking around than walking around these goddamn boots. Shit. <laughs> so there's that. I think that's pretty much it. I mean, everything else was fine. I mean, I, like I said, I never really felt uncomfortable. Make sure you have good Wi-Fi. Get a VPN or something along those lines if you're going for a longer time. That's pretty much it. Makes but sense. honestly, the best advice I have is... Don't cheap out on the things that you want to do. And that's very true. As someone who's done both, you have to either not care and know that it's because you're spending somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Because there's some shady places that I went to that I was like, oh, this looks nice. And then you get in and you're like, that's That's why why it's only five euro. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That should have told you something from the beginning. Girl. I had good reviews. Uh-huh. But that's because everybody knew that it's like, well, you're not going to get a shower where it drains nice. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or you're going to have leaks or you're going to have a flood in your, you know. So. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely do that. Treat yourself well. Um, especially, I mean, for me, it was kind of one of those once-in-a-lifetime deals mm-hmm. where I figured if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. And I had planned to do it Right. Right. All the way across. Yes, I'm indebted up to my eyeballs, but that's okay. Like I said, you go around once. You might as well fucking live it up a little bit here and there. So Hell yeah. I (laughs) the funniest part is, and I'm gonna also blame this on Tiffany and probably you for saying that, you know, once you go, you're gonna wanna go back again and do whatever. And I honestly, um, since I've been back and I've been back for what now this is four weeks. Yeah. I do look back at my my pictures almost daily. Yep. And I do want to go back to certain places. Like, I do want to go to Scotland. And I know that, like, my Scottish friends did invite me to visit Glasgow. <laughs> um, but that's where I wanted to go, which is so ironic in the first place when I was thinking about going by myself in general. Like, right. I thought, oh, shit, I'm going to go to Glasgow. Right. And so... What are the odds that in Amsterdam I meet Glaswegians and here we are? You know what I mean? Like, so other parts, you know, I'd like to see other parts of Scotland. Obviously, I'm not touching any rocks. <laughs> Why not? So, you already have, is it j- just don't wear your necklace? You won't I go through without a stone. I wore my necklace everywhere <laughs> I went because I did, and I told them about it. I think that's what endeared, <laughs> endeared them, <laughs> endeared me to them was I told my Outlander necklace story, and they were like, oh my God. <laughs> They're like, you're one of those. Like, oh, American. she watches Outlander. <laughs> and she has a necklace that's so cute. <laughs> but that's the thing. Just don't wear any stones and you're fine. No, you have to wear stones. No, if you don't wear stones, you can't go through the stone. It's true, but it doesn't – like, I would probably have something that would get me to go in there. Like, who knows what's in the fucking Fitbit copper? I don't know. Then something. go naked. I'm not going naked. <laughs> Nobody needs to see any of that. <laughs> fucking stone will fall on me. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then your corpse will fly through time. Uh, <laughs> naked, cold. That's not right. <laughs> no one's gonna give me clothes. You know what I mean? Right. So, right. That's true. So, you know. True. But yeah. So that's those are the things that I would. That's my basic advice. So I do think that that's interesting because I didn't think necessarily that you would miss as much in that regard. That you do look back and mm-hmm. it's. Have, did you get any type of culture shock or anything coming back? No. Okay. I mean, on it because again, perhaps because I am also from a really big city already. Right. It kind of reminded me a lot of New York, right? Most of the cities totally. did. Um, so I didn't really have that. But even like I just meant even culturally or anything, because even though a town may look alike, I didn't know if like coming back, especially to Minnesota, because I feel like there's a lot of differences between different. Listen, I'm always a black person in a white space, no matter where I go. So nothing is different. <laughs> I meant more in this back. Like, for me, it was the buildings, like, coming back, and I was just like, holy shit, we have huge houses here. Yeah, I, like, those sorts of things. I was like, like, but again, I do it. Right. I'm from New York, and we do have smaller spaces also. Not as small as in Europe, but again, no. I know. I, that's totally Nothing fine. I just was curious. But it is a difference from, say, from here. Like, I can see why people will be like, oh, my gosh, you know? <laughs> Especially when you watch fucking House Hunters International. Right? And these dicks are like, oh, no, I need an open floor plan. And I need to have, like, a giant master bedroom. And yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't <laughs> do that. That's just not how these places are are, are built. Well, because we're huge here. Like So much space here. We have so – it's such a huge fucking country. So much space. And then when people, like, they get their land and then they would build big houses. Houses and back then, especially, it was because you might have a big house due to the fact that you would have more than just mm-hmm. your immediate family living with you and around you. And then now we are where we are. Like it just kept spreading out. Whereas mm-hmm. over there, it's like they had very limited. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you. I did learn to minim- minimize. I actually, what I brought with me was enough. And I was actually really proud of myself. Yeah, I brought too um, much. Yeah, but you were going to be gone for it indefinitely. Necessary. I mean, that was potentially. Yeah. So I get that, but also like there was a lot of things that I was like, I can't believe I brought. That. I mean, I brought eleven sports bras. That's aggressive. Well, that's a little bit much. Yeah, that's aggressive. I didn't bring all my five fancy new bras because you, ha- as you should. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that I did figure out that okay, you don't need to have that much stuff, right? And did you have any, like, residual, like, a little bit of depression after you came back? Like, oh, I guess the bar, like, because I know for me, like, there's the culture shock and stuff. But for me, it was kind of like, and this is the humdrum of life again. No. But you were also, to be fair, working over there. You yeah. had a semblance of a consistent. I was still living a normal life. And I was every night listening to, like, MSNBC. So I knew what the fuck was going on in America. <laughs> um, no, I wouldn't say that that's what my depression stemming from right now. You have enough also <laughs> other stuff going on. That's true. <laughs> it's been an interesting adjustment to decompress and try to process mm-hmm. all of the stuff that – the things that I experienced, the travels and all that sort of stuff. So that's been kind of a little bit of a struggle right, right. just to get that back into place. But other than that – The people at work were apparently glad you came back. Yeah, everybody was happy I came back. Apparently everybody's worlds crumbled while I was gone and uh, – You are the pillar. I guess. I'm the glue that keeps it all together. <laughs> Lord, if that's the case. Uh, One last thing I do yes. have to say is um, I am very grateful for the friends that I have in my life because uh, I think that this trip brought forged closer bonds and it lets me know 
quote unquote who my friends are, if that makes any sense. No, it totally does. Um, and even like with my family, because we had like a WhatsApp chat group and I would send them pictures every day of what I was doing and different things like that. And I think that that allowed them to kind of travel with me. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And I'm really like social media for all of its faults like this is one of those good aspects of it because mm-hmm. you're almost live journaling but you're live journaling with people who are excited and supportive of of you and what you're doing and are really um just thrilled to to see what's going on outside of america or outside of their little boxes of places so i will say that that allowed me to get to at least still maintain my relationships because we did talk mm-hmm. about keeping friendships abroad that's what i was gonna um, say and uh, we did video chats, and I did speak to my crazy-ass parents from time to time. The <laughs> only reason why my phone bill was $50 higher was because of them. But other than that, <laughs> because they couldn't figure out how to use WhatsApp. Oh, no. Well. Pick up the phone. It's a phone, idiots. <laughs> anyway. But I, I think that that's the important part, too. Absolutely. Because especially coming back, getting back into the whole, like, right. meeting with people again, talking about it, yeah. and then... It's like I never, yeah. you know, you never left because they kind of knew what was going on right. in real time of what was happening. And and six-hour difference, sometimes you're kind of overlapping or crossing over at good times where you can actually get people where that did happen for me on occasion where it was like midnight and I'm like, ah, and they're like, oh, so that worked out. <laughs> And in the meantime, Tiffany's also sending you pictures of working on a beach. She's sending me pictures from the UAE (laughs) on fucking palm trees and bikinis and whatever else. And I'm like, bitch, it's raining (laughs) here. Okay. Good for you. So So you're saying we need to crash the party over at her place. Mm -hmm. That's a really long flight. I don't know if I'm going to do that. One last sidebar thing. So when we do our wee podcast like this, which we haven't done yet, I'm surprised at us, but... We are wearing lovely earrings that Hannah's yes. two boys made. So Hannah, who was our um, emotional intelligence <laughs> consultant, and we broke her for four seconds, but also is doing some really great things in the social justice space here in Minnesota. Um, her boys had made some earrings for a fundraiser that she was doing. And so she, like, when I met her yesterday, she brought, like, this whole like rack of earrings she's like well you know just pick some like i'm trying to see which ones work and which ones don't so that way we can have them make more for different fundraisers and so i'm like picking out like four and five fucking earrings and stuff like that so we are wearing those in our wee podcasts like this so shout out to hannah and tony and mateo for their creative skills and making fabulous jewelry and pretty sure at some point they'll have an instagram page and kudos to you for picking out the right pair for me because you know how much I love rainbows. So, was that or ones that look like Saturn? Ooh. Yeah. So. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Hannah, your boys are creative. Mm-hmm. I like it. Well, should we do that real quick then? We podcast oh, I like guess. our well, last one of the season. Those. Like I didn't even put the stupid phone in the thing. Gas mess. Gone for two months and suddenly it's what is this Bonk. technology? Got here late in the whole nine yards and doing well. <laughs> that was a good late day. too. That was I like a woo. I said eleven because I was like. Oh, I got time. It's not even. I'm going to be there early. I look great. Can <laughs> 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 we podcast like this? Should we? Should we? Oh, yeah. Have our earrings. Oh, no, like, oh this. this. Well, I have to click. So. Ooh, oh, let's do it. Christmas. Wait, did it go? Is that what you have to say?
Do it. Oh, I remember there being a timer every I had time. A timer for Europe. So fancy! <gasps> Look at all these things you're coming back with. I know, girl. I know, because it helped me take a really good selfie of myself. That you know, I posted. I changed. Finally, changed my um, it's my Instagram photo. Yes, and also my Facebook page photo. Oh. And I was like, oh my God, it's so gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, is that the one you sent me? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. It's a well. Wow. You may have sent it to me. What is the most tourist like thing that you felt you did? Were you one of those people to have with an iPad taking pictures out there, or do you did you have like was there a moment that you're like, hundred percent, I'm a tourist? Click. <laughs> I don't. I think all the time because I would just stop and take pictures of something random, but right. it was on my phone. I didn't feel like I had you know like <laughs> a selfie stick or anything. I didn't bring this with me. Out of curiosity, so. Even when I was overseas, there was still a weird gap in technology. Like, we weren't exactly where we're at even now. Like, it's been three years. Phones are even more mm -hmm. prevalent and stuff. Did you feel that it was very similar over there where everybody on their phones just as much over there as they were over here? Oh, God, yes. More so. Really? Yeah. I mean, everybody's on their phones. And not only that, but, like, because now you have, like, uh, apps like City Mapper, everyone's looking at their phone trying to figure out how to get places and walk around okay so you have all of that as well and i almost did get some kind of i'm sure secondhand lung cancer from living <laughs> from walking around in paris i'm surprised that smoking. babies aren't smoking cigarettes was there as much poop everywhere i don't know about i don't what's we talked about the dog poop everywhere in paris and stuff i didn't see any okay. dog poop cool. in paris they're cleaning up their act i don't know what I you're guess. talking about were there baguettes everywhere though i'm sure there were i didn't, I didn't even have any like pastries really that is shocking. I would have been like, I had a chocolate croissant. Well, awesome. We are happy you're back. I Yay. am happy you're back. It was so good to see your face. Back in the tundra. <laughs> I know, right? Well, you went from kind of a rainy cold to now we're going to Yeah, be... but it wasn't like rainy all the time. And Plus, they didn't... felt it was cold. Like they're wearing what we're wearing now. They do that in freaking California, though. Which I'm like, guys, how are you not dying? <laughs> Especially on the train. Like, I'm literally taking off all of my clothes because the trains don't have any air circulation. Mm. I'm sweating. Like, yeah. sweat dripping down my balls. <laughs> and these people are, like, bundled up with, like, Canada goose coats. I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong here? I I'm not coming here in the summertime because I'm not taking the train. It's just, it's very similar, like a friend who lives in Florida, Ashley, she was talking about just like a couple weeks ago. I think it's relative. Because she was like, it's they're relative. in a cold advisory right now <laughs> because it was going to be in the 40s. It's relative. I'm like, it's relative. What? Tiffany sent us pictures of, um, they actually closed school because it was raining in the UAE. Was it like? It just looked like some minor, yeah. like. Was it like flooding? But oh, I was gonna crazy. say, but it wasn't like, uh, huh? Yeah. See, different. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just. I mean, like, I guess if it's raining really hard, going to school and getting completely soaked isn't the greatest. However, I mean, that's just what you do. I mean, it happens every time, all the time in other parts of the world, but not there. I'm like, oh, it's raining in the desert. Well, that's different. I suppose that makes sense. Yeah, mm -hmm. once like that. But also 40s, come on, people. You don't need a freaking <laughs> snowsuit. All right. Well, that's a no <laughs> And a happy holidays to you. <laughs>
<laughs> yes. Okay. So thank you guys so much. This is our last episode of the season. Yay. Um, happy Christmas. Thanksgiving, if uh, that's already happened. But still, I guess. New Year's. Yeah. That's happening. We're going into New Year. And who knows by that time, politically speaking, where we'll be at, I guess. Hope for the best. Um, and <laughs> expect the worst. <laughs> right. Always expect the worst. I'm sure a therapist would hate that, but mm-hmm. that's just how it goes. So, yeah, you can find us on Instagram at Battle Love Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Battle Love Pod. Uh, send us ideas. We're making lists right now for our next season. I know I've written a couple of things on there. I don't know if you noticed or not. I have not. But, yeah, give us some options. We'll stay focused on the uh, social media, trying to keep you engaged and all that. And we'll let you know when we're going to come back. Awesome. Cheerio! (laughs) Cheers. (laughs) I got you to do it, though. Cheerio. You're going to just start saying that all the time now. Cheerio? Yes. No. To everything. No. Or, and not cheers. I refused. I refused to say cheers. Rude. I did. I was like, thank you. <laughs>